Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast where I talk into a microphone for about 10 to 15 minutes, and half of you listen to it while doing something completely unrelated. My name is Ethan Brown, and today we're talking about microtransactions and miners. Today's podcast will address how can we stop AAA developers from using addictive mechanics and microtransactions in games geared towards miners. In recent years, large AAA developers, which are basically the essentially the Hollywood of video games, have started introducing this system where they release free-to-play games with lots of these in-game purchases where you pay real in real-life money to buy, say, like a skin or a or a certain weapon or something like that. Something really simple and seemingly harmless. But over the re- over the years, they've started increasing the amount of microtransactions and even adding them to games that were not free at launch therefore you've already paid for the game you should be getting everything inside of it but obviously they want more money but a recent problem has arisen where they have been targeting games specifically towards children full of microtransactions and borderline gambling things such as loot boxes and other pay-to-win systems which are just it shouldn't be allowed in the first place. They, of course, not restricted by law. That's that's absurd. But when it's targeted at minors, that's where we should. That's where we should be drawing the line legally. That's what we're going to be talking about this episode. For this segment, I will be talking about first off the basic situation for anyone who is unaware of what's going on. Then I'll look at what the problems that are coming out of this are and. Finally, I'll be talking about a good solution to the problem, at least in my opinion. So to start off, the situation is game developers, mostly large ones, or publishers at least, are getting their developers to include very obviously cash-grabby systems, which in and itself, that's just something that happens with every industry. It's not something unique to video games, but... But the problem is, is that unlike these, those other industries, these companies are easily able to monetize addiction in children. According to a Spokesman Review article by Riordan Zentler, um, a, and a report by Kotaku Kensgold, a teenager whose bank account registered at a total of $13,525, about 678,000 points of payments made to places like Steam, Google Play, and Blizzard, to name a few. Sources like IGG, ScreenRant, and Polygon, all companies that make money off of video games' popularity, have spoken against these companies calling microtransactions predatory, addicting, and dangerous. I'd also like to point out that IGN is very famous for giving out really good reviews to games that don't don't deserve it simply because they're in it for the money. But the fact that they're speaking out against these big developers should, should speak a, a lot towards how, how bad the situation has gotten. This point demonstrates that this has gotten out of hand and has escalated to a point where legality and morality is in question by people who usually support these AAA developers. Alright, now that I've gone over the, the history of the situation and explained the basic, basic premise of it, I'd like to go over the current crisis now. So, microtransactions need to be more regulated, just in general. Loot boxes have been classified as a form of gambling in, in some countries in Europe and Asia, which is, that's pretty big, since loot boxes are very present in a lot of games. According to an article titled, Are Video Games Transactions Too Much Like Gambling? 
Belgium and the Netherlands have recently passed laws declaring certain loot boxes illegal gambling, and then concern has spread to some senators in the states, although there's currently no legislation in Canada. Later on in the article, it says Jason Hilchey, the president and CEO of the Entertainment Software Association of Canada, disagrees. He says there are clear differences between the two activities. In-game transactions are not gambling, because you can't take them out of the game. There's no opportunity for you to make money in the real world. He adds that because loot boxes already always guarantee something, although perhaps not the items players are hoping for, they don't fit the criteria for gambling. And here's my counterpoint to that. As someone who's played games with loot boxes, there's they put a high probability on things that they know nobody wants, which is pretty much the equivalence to nothing. In fact, in fact, there are some loot box systems where you can get the same item twice. And so by paying $20 for a loot box, hoping for something that is worth $20, if you were to get something that you've already paid a loot box to, to open and receive that same thing, then you will have had a net gain of zero. In fact, a net loss of $20. So, in fact, you are losing money in some cases and not gaining anything out of it, pretty much. Because you can't, if most of these systems, if you get two of the same skins, you can't sell the other one. So you just have another skin for the same thing and you can't add it to something else that you might want it for, just the thing you get it for. It's hard to explain, but imagine you have uh, one, two characters, a guy character and a girl character, just, just to make it simple. And you get, say, a green suit versus the simple black and white suit. You want to add it to, you want to add it and you get it for the, the girl. And then you open another loot box. But this system only allows you for, to get these suits for the lady. The guy wears, I don't know, like a bib. Just something random. So, if you get another green suit, you can't apply it to the, to the guy because the guy only wears bibs, he doesn't wear suits. So, you're stuck giving it to the lady, but she already has a green suit. Therefore, it's, it's useless. It's worthless. So, there is a way for you to pretty much gain nothing out of it. So, it is pretty much gambling. That's a problem, and they're obviously trying to hide that because they know how much money they're making off of this. Next off, I'd like to talk about the illegality of that. Miners can't gamble, and yet some are getting to ad addicted to, with gambling addiction because of microtransactions. According to an interview with a team done by Philippines Daily Inquirer, in the team's own words, my problem stems from a deeper issue, my addiction to gambling. This addiction is a personal failing of mine, and the reason I can't in good conscience buy games that offer any loot crate at all, he said in the report. Thankfully, thankfully, this team was able to turn things around and got treatment. I applaud him for that. It is easy to disregard those and self-enable addiction through technology in modern times. But he saw the problem and solved it before it ruined his life. But despite all this, he ended up spending $13,500.25 on microtransactions. That is disgusting. Not him buying things. Not him falling victim but the companies who knowingly enabled his addiction just because he was shelling out cash to them. That's just unacceptable and shows how severe the situation has gotten and how cash-grabby these companies have gotten. It's, it simply comes down to greed. They have, they have had every opportunity to take out microtransactions. They 
have plenty of money to where they can just put out the games they do because they already there's already several there's a lot of controversy surrounding some of these companies like Blizzard and EA putting out unfinished games that you paid full price for but aren't worth the money you paid and they falsely advertise it to you so they but they have the ability to put out a full game so on top of that and then you add in microtransactions and you expect people to pay you after some of the things you've done it's just such insane cash grab mentality and it's gotten to the point where you're addicting children to gambling because because you want more money we've seen that they've they have for a long time been able to make games without any microtransactions whatsoever and being completely fine financially and we've actually if you look at the numbers they aren't making any more money or they aren't making on on the game itself any more money than they were before or any less but with microtransactions they're making way more money than what they actually need and they aren't actually using that to make their games better as we can also see by putting out unfinished games that are not worth the price people have paid for them so this is just simply coming down to extra money in their pocket finally no one likes microtransactions if you ask literally anyone who has played a game with microtransactions they will say if, if you ask them if they like them they will say no i promise you according to a wall street journal article by sarah needleman EA launched Star's Battlefront 2 filled with bugs and microtransactions, and only one month after launch, they removed almost all microtransactions because of backlash. I actually personally bought my, uh, Star's Battlefront 2, and the microtransactions left in, surprisingly for an EA game, are pretty much useless. No one actually uses those microtransactions. It's perfectly reasonable for you to earn the in-game currency yourself, and the you really it's it's actually almost quicker just to just to get it in game so even though they left a few in it's not like there's no loot boxes thankfully and the system they have in place is pretty much nullifies the microtransactions being in there it's just a second option for people who, who really want to get stuff super fast so thankfully for that but also no one, seriously, no one likes microtransactions. No one likes having, seeing a free-to-play game full of them because they know that it's basically a paywall. If you don't pay them money, then you're not going to get nearly as far as someone who does. And it's something that's like, oh, well, I'll just buy something once. But it ends up, oh, this problem has come up again. Well, I'll just pen it now, too. And it just keeps going over and over, and you end up buying. And, and before you know it, you're like this kid who spent way too much money on on games that you didn't have to pay for at all you could just enjoy them without any money at all and so it's it's just a problem and it and it really does lead to certain things like addiction which is definitely not good in youth if nothing is done these companies will continue to push the boundary of legality in order to make more money they obviously have no moral boundaries as they've already caused gambling addiction in kids which is that's, that's just horrible, setting them up at a young age to be full of lifelong problems that have ruined adults. Imagine what they do to a children who hasn't even gotten their life started. It could be ruined before it started. That is horrible. So, the hypothetical long-term effects, and proven 
long-term effects of this injustice continuing. Increased insurance reliance on younger generations, which includes my generation. Increased cases of addiction, like gambling addiction. And an industry whose top corporations don't know when to stop. They will continue pushing and pushing until it's something completely absurd, just so they can make more money. Finally, I'd like to give you the solution I've come up with. Several countries have already either classified microtransactions as gambling or have straight up banned it. My solution that I propose is that games with a large demographic of children and teenagers with these already in place should remove any pay-to-win or loot box system. In games specifically made for children, microtransactions should be entirely out of the question. While games where it's targeted towards a much broader audience, there should still be some limitations. Loot boxes should be replaced by things like rotational stores and in-game currency more obtainable without paying money. And for AAA developers who are perfectly aware that what they are doing is wrong, should they find an excuse to have a game with any microtransactions whatsoever, there should be a tax on every single game in purchase paid for, not by the players, but by the company itself. So basically, every time someone buys... Random example, V-Bucks. I know, overused. But anyways, if someone were to say to buy, I don't know, however many V-Bucks for $20, that company should have to give half of that, or just a, a portion of that money to the government, or someone, or some agency, some third party, and not be able to keep all the money. That way it discourages them from having any more microtransactions, because, you know, it, it, it's really just a cash grab. The solution would be effective because these companies can make money through other means and don't entirely rely on this, and therefore shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. According to Spokesman Review, following China's banning of loot boxes in 2017, similar laws cropping up through Europe and a public hearing in August in the US between an, the FTC and the Entertainment Software Association, game publishers have begun to back away from the loot box model in favor of battle passes. Let's go back to Stars of Elephant 2. They removed almost all microtransactions after just a month, and after launch, which ha after a game that's launched three years ago. Fast forward to today, and Stars Battlefront 2 has never been doing better. Just last month, servers had to be reset because there was too many people playing. That has never happened to a three-year-old game before. And it's because it's a good game when you take out the cash grab techniques. That's pretty much... That's, that's most games with these things. It's It simply comes down to the fact that when you remove the things that, you know, no one likes, where you have to pay to win instead of requiring skill, and that, that doesn't make it fun. So, we've reached the end of, of our time, and I'd like to end by saying a few things. First off, I don't dislike video games. It's the opposite. I love video games, and I can talk about them for hours, but that also means I want them to be the very best, so I want to bring up their flaws so they can be fixed. I dislike these corporations for many other reasons, but there are just too many to cover in a short time, and there, there are much more important topics of justice to cover. I'd also like to say, I know there are more topic, important topics of justice covering the video games, but I get way too passionate when I talk about things like systematic racism and oppression of all kinds. So, those were rabbit holes I wouldn't be able to control, which wouldn't help me on my final. I'd, it'd just be spiraling down. Uh, it, it gets me too worked up. But anyways, thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and I hope you all have a great day.
Thank you.